Welcome to the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, UC Irvine head coach Tamara Inouye. Coach Inouye has done an incredible job at the helm of the Anteaters, took over a team that hasn't seen a lot of success in a long time and uh, took them on the doorstep of the NCAA tournament a year ago, losing uh, in their conference tournament championship game, but has done a remarkable job. Uh, a lot of ties to the west side of the country, uh, so uh, someone I'm not even very familiar with. I, I have followed the success of her team, but I'm excited to get on the phone with her and, and hear her story. So uh, without delay, we'll get her on and be right back. This is the Jump Around. And welcome back to the Jump Around. And joining me it is UC Irvine head coach Tamara Inouye. Coach, thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to join me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. No, I appreciate it being on the show. Well, I, as we always do, we like to get these stories from from the get go. For you, you're you're a West Coast girl. You're you know from the OC. You you, you played out there. You've obviously are coaching out on the West Coast now. Take, take us back to to your time in high school at, at Laguna Hills. As as you go into Long Beach State, did did you have a, a destination in mind when when you're when you're coming through the, the ranks of, of high school and college? Did you were you hoping basketball was going to take you anywhere, or, or how did you kind of approach the whole sport? Yeah, look, uh, I have a twin sister, and we're highly competitive. Um, we grew up in Hawaii. Actually, grew up in Kauai and played with all the boys. And we both played soccer and basketball together. And then literally by probably like the age 12, my mom kind of told us, like, you guys need to pick a sport that's not the same. <laughs> and so I think that was probably the best thing she ever did. And so my sister, Corrine, she played soccer and I played basketball. Um, and that's kind of how it went from there. And just fell in love. I mean, we, we both loved each sport. Um, but then it, was, it was just great kind of growing up and supporting each other. And then, yeah, basketball, I just, you know, went all in and loved it. From the, from the jump in high school, you know, it wasn't known for basketball by any means. They never won anything before coming there. Um, freshman year, we, we I made the varsity, but we literally, I don't know, probably came in second to last or last or, you know, and they just kind of built it together. All these freshmen came in together and we built it all the way to a state championship. And so it's kind of where I really fell in love with the game a lot more, just the friendships and the time together and just enjoying the team environment. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, when you when you get to Long Beach State, you, you obviously had some success there. Two time uh, All Conference honorable mention. Um, you're a, a very good passer, uh, as as the yeah. as the annuals say. So, take me through your yeah. time uh, there. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, I actually ended up going to Berkeley first, playing for Coach Stanley, Marianne Stanley, and transferred into Long Beach. Um, and then Long Beach was great. Uh, I had Dallas Bola as my my head coach and. You know, I just really um, enjoyed her energy, enjoyed her care factor, just the way she coached us. You know, she's a very defensive-oriented coach. Um, but, again, it's kind of same same idea. You know, high school was such a great experience. You know, winning is, is makes, makes everything help. Um, but at Long Beach, we were right there, too. You know, we were, we were right there, um, second place every year to Santa Barbara. Um, but just, again, the competitiveness and just being able to be around and um, yeah, having players to pass to is always fun. <laughs> yeah, makes life a it's little easier. Fun. Yeah. That's easy. uh, yeah. 
and, and then the sport takes you overseas. Uh, is that something you ever foresaw happening before it actually did? Yeah, you know, you know, coming out of high school at '97, the the WNBA was just forming, you know, and so you think, oh yeah, I'm totally going to play in that league when I get old, older. And um, obviously, that reality hit pretty early in my career in college. <laughs> I wasn't going to make it, uh, but you know, so for me, it's just kind of like, what, what's next? Like I, I thoroughly enjoy playing, and I, I wanted to keep playing at some capacity. I didn't know what that looked like. Um, and then Australia kind of had an opportunity to go. I'm like, oh, perfect. They speak English. I speak English. Let's do it. Um, and then just going out there was just a great experience. I just think um, collegiately um, it was very difficult. Professional was really was really fun. I just enjoyed, um, again, same thing, just jo- enjoying people and, and going out there. And then I fell into coaching out there, which was even um, – it was, it was a huge gift to me. Yeah, well – if you don't mind, share a little bit more about that. I know you you had an injury, and so you you know your playing yeah. career gets cut short a little bit. But how did the whole coaching situation even come up? Yeah, I was at my old club that I was playing at when I got injured. Um, one of the directors just said, "You know, do you want to take a team?" I'm like, "Yes," because I'm not ready to go back to America. <laughs> so please. And so um, you know, kind of took over there, and and just you know, I, I have apparently I have the accent out there, and. Um, was able to just kind of form a good team and, and uh, took a lot of my learner from Coach Bola, you know, and, and was able to win win fast and, and, and quickly and, and multiple years. And just that that was just such a great experience. That's awesome. So you, you got the itch and then decided to, to go into this crazy profession of coaching that we're all in. Yeah. So, like, in Australia, I coached, you know, um, a lot of the young ones. I saw, like, you know, high school kids that didn't know much about college. College wasn't so big out there yet. Um, the interest of Australia to America wasn't that high of an interest. Um, and so I was able, I didn't really understand Australian basketball or how it worked. The university doesn't have what we have out here. It's kind of like a fun time. that's really club driven and pro driven. Um, so education isn't, is kind of secondary. And if they go to, if they go to university, it's not for basketball or they're not getting a scholarship in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to talk to the, these young, young, young ladies that I was coaching just kind of saying like, Hey, you can go to college for free. Like they'll pay for you. You can play competitive basketball and then come back to America, come back to Australia on it. So, um, I just kind of started calling coaches that used to recruit me and, and kind of call coaches that, um, I kept in touch with and, um, was able to just kind of bring some of the players to to America uh, mm-hmm. from Australia. And, and that's kind of how the connection kind of came back to, uh, them saying, "Hey, well, I should come back to America and coach." Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "I kind of really like it in Australia." <laughs> 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 so, uh, took a couple of years, you know, but uh, uh, but you know, door opened up, and and I was able to come back here. It's cool because you know I wasn't sure if I wanted to coach yet. I was kind of still finding what I wanted to do, and uh, but really fell in love with aspect of coaching out in Australia, and then just was had the opportunity to do it full time in America, which you can't really do it full time. I wasn't able to get a full-time job coaching. I was having other jobs. Sure. sure. And so being able to do this full-time, I was like, this is the dream. So yeah, right. that's how I got, came back. Yeah. Before we move on from Australia, I know in previous interviews with some other folks, I know you had mentioned uh, kind of the, the the lifestyle way in Australia. It's, it's very laid back and, and even in basketball, mm-hmm. right? It's offensively focused. It's just more kind yeah. of go with the flow. And, and you've described yourself as being a little bit more intense and defensively focused and things like that. How did you learn to, you know, combine the two and kind of find a happy medium? 
Yeah, it's just, um, you know, they play the FIBA rules, right? So 24-second clock, 8-second backcourt. Like, so the game was a lot faster. Um, and so that's where I found the offensive side. Like, ooh, you got to score quicker. You know, and mm-hmm. so um, I was lucky. You know, Adrian Wiggins was a former head coach at Fresno State. Um, he would come out and recruit and um, introduce him to the double drive. And we started talking a lot about this offense. And it, it seemed to work seamlessly in Australia where I could play this more spread offense and, and attack quickly and, and get quick scores. Um, and then we just started pressing like crazy. So um defensive kind of took a backseat to my offense because I'm like, oh, this is exciting. We're scoring, we're playing <laughs> two yeah. threes. Like, oh, shoot, you know, like you don't have to slow it down and dip it inside. So, um, so yeah, I think that's where my philosophy kind of changed uh, a little bit more in the sense of, oh, well, players actually want to play harder if they can score faster. So mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed that. And, and really, I'll show you that what, what I will say, the biggest, not the biggest difference, but a big thing I did notice was, they really are passionate. Like they play not for a reason beyond the love of the game. Mm. Like where in America, you know, you get a free education out of it or, you know, you get to do, get to travel or I feel like they really pay themselves through it. They don't get paid much to, to do what they do. So um, that also really resonated with me and how much fun I was having with that and um, try to bring a little bit of that back here. Um, but yes, yeah, laid back like three, two hours or well, three, three days of practice for an hour and then games on weekends. So it wasn't an everyday deal and it wasn't long practices. Yeah. So I, I like that idea and I really try to bring that back here, um, in my style with, with players. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, well, when you, you do come back, you do get those full-time, you know, assistant spots. You're at Santa Clara, you're at New Mexico state as you, and obviously this is leading up to your current position, but with those two stops, uh, what were the big things you took away from there? You, you obviously just told us a lot about what you took away from Australia. What did you take away from those two spots that you've been able to implement now as a head coach? It, recruiting. You know, recruiting, like what, what is it? Like, like understanding the philosophy of each head coach and then recruiting to what they like. Um, and, and just, you know, being able to, to be around full time, like spending time with the players and, and really understanding, well, being a player myself, I understood it. But just like, you know, checking up on them more because they don't have parents that they go home to. So, you know, did you go to class? Did you brush your teeth in the morning? You know, did you do your laundry? Like, you know, just like little things like that. You have to just, you know, check ins. But it's important, I think, building relationships with the players. It's you get to do that faster out here in college, which I really enjoyed uh, or are still enjoying. But it's it's quicker. I don't get, you know, a long term time with them. It, it is very fast. Four years is very fast. Um, but yeah, just that. And then, you know, you do get to spend a little bit more time on scouting you know, because we have so much time with, uh, practices and it's kind of going back to the life of, of being a student athlete. You know, we, we get to just spend a little bit more time on the development and we get to do those things. So it's not just quick games, quick shots, let's go. It is more time of their, um, improving their game. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, before we get to Irvine, I do want to talk to you about your time at, at New Mexico State. Um, mm-hmm. As you're down there, you guys turned that program into something pretty special and certainly not the most traditional of programs to be successful. Um, how did you guys, how did you, I mean, this is such a simpleton question, but how do you, how do you do that? How do you do that at a place that, you know, most people are, where, you know, where, where are you at in New Mexico? I've never heard of it, right? So how did you guys do that? Uh, it's very simple. It's a uh, Mark track. You know? <laughs> that's the answer. It, it's Mark track, you know, and, and he just understands, um, 
when he called me, I mean, it wasn't a hesitation just to be able to learn under him and, and know what he can do. And wherever he's been, he's won. And so I just really wanted to learn from him and understand what he does so great. Um, and so just working with him, you know, and, and he is, he's a mentor through and through. He believes in, in women and, and he wants women to be successful. And um, that helps. And, and uh, you know, we struggle the first couple of years and then we're, we're able to turn it around. And um, I just, I just really, you know, owe a lot to him in my college career, just the way he's mentored and, and helped me through it. Sure. Um, um, well, then you, you get your chance, right, to be a head coach uh, and you take over uh, UC Irvine. I'm curious, one, um, and yeah, we'll just start here. What attracted you uh, specifically to Irvine? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I, I wasn't sure, you know, it, it came open like mid season, um, and we were on another back to back season of women's championship at New Mexico state. And, you know, coach track was kind of the first one to go, Hey, Tamara Irvine's open, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like let's keep winning. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so he's just kind of like, you know, put your application in. So I did, you know, I put it in and just kind of forgot about it, you know, because we were so focused on, on us, you know, and what we were doing at back to back was huge. It hadn't been done before. We wanted to make sure we got the NCAAs again. So that was really my focus with him and what we were doing. Uh, but then when season finished, you know, I got a call immediately from Julius Hicks and, and he just kind of wanted to introduce himself and, and kind of have a talk about it. And so, um, you know, for me, I was recruited out of, to Irvine at Lincoln Hills from Colleen Matsuhara, you know, kind of came here, went around. Just didn't, didn't know too much about it, but I did I did know that I didn't want to be so close to my um, dad, nothing against him, but I just didn't want to be too close with him. I wanted to kind of go away and spread my wings. Um, that's why I went to Berkeley and then ended up coming back anyways. Um, but, but yeah, but I mean, I just think with Irvine, when I, when I, what I know of it and what I just, I think like, you know, it's Newport beach, like, you know, being in New Mexico state, being in Australia, being in the Bay, I was like, wow, like, you know, it's a, it's a great place. I know academically, my brother went here. It's, it's amazing academically, you know, we're closely located to an airport, you know, we're all California conference plus Hawaii, like being in the WAC and the WCC, the travel is important. Um, and then playing in it myself, being in the big West myself and, and realizing how fun and great um, a bus conference was to me, like how much I appreciated it as much as, as I do now. Um, and it just kind of made sense. And when I talked to Mike Izzy, you know, it just was like, wow, he's, he is supportive. Like he wants this place to be great. And I was like, okay, you know, I think I can do this. And um, I came on campus and walked, walked around. This is like, tw- I haven't been on campus for over 20 plus years from when I first came on with the player. And I was like, this place is beautiful. Like, I think, I think recruiting wise, we could, we could really, we could really get it done here. So, um, yeah, I thought Big West, you know, they haven't been to the tournament since 95 yeah. when I was in high school. And I felt like, you know, this is an opportunity for me to, to build something here. All the stuff I've learned from, from Mark, from coach track, I felt like I could, you know, put those tools to, to use. Yeah. Well, you, when you take it, you go from winning championships and going to the NCAA tournament to not winning very much at all. Um, well, and, and you, and you, I'm sure you knew that the team hadn't been successful, uh, in a while, but, uh, take us back. If you don't mind, take us into that first year. You, you get five wins again, knowing you're going to struggle and then actually going through it yeah. are two different things. What was that like for you going from so much success to really struggling to, to pick up wins that first year? 
I walked out at the beach. I got <laughs> chopped off unwillingly, taught, and told to go for walks. And um, no, you know, um, it, you know, it was it was it was good. It was a good. I, I kind of just kind of put myself back to when we were at our first year in New Mexico State, and you know, just really talked myself through that and, and the marathon, the patience. You know, but it also was the support of my administration. You know, after losses. I'm getting a phone call, Mike, man, I'm getting fired today. And, and it would be a phone call of, you're doing a great job, coach, keep it up. And, and you know, just the support, I think, really helps. I don't I don't know how much, I don't know if it's really well known or said how much administration helps coaches mm. with their support, with what they let you know, how they feel, what they're doing. And and, and with, with Izzy calling me and then Julia showing up to all the game, it, it really helped me just, stay on track and stay motivated, keep recruiting and keep doing my thing. The players I had great, great players, you know, they, they, they gave it their all. They were really good. We, we got some good wins in, in conference with the team we had. And, and I thought um, they did a good job, you know, but it's just, I think it's really difficult from a coach to non-recruited players that we didn't, you know, to a style of play that I want to play maybe doesn't sure. necessarily fit. So, sure. um, so I think that was, that was a, the piece of it. And, you know, we signed five, 10 players that next year. So That's wild. five being trapped. It's wild. So five being trapped. It's a lot of yeah. kids. It's a lot of kids. Well, uh, yeah. oh, well, and then you go from five wins in year one to 18 in year two and go WBI. So that, that answer is probably easy too, right? What changed? <laughs> 10 players, right? Yeah, just recruiting. It's, it's all recruiting players, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then you go to 20 wins, uh, and then the next year your overall record – took a step down, but you tie second in the conference. And then a season ago, you guys go 15 and nine, come in second and make it all the way to the championship game for you guys to, I mean, that's a nice progression, right? That's a nice steady step forward for you guys. Obviously I'm sure bittersweet to not win it last year, but for you to go from five wins to having a chance to make the NCAA tournament, what was that experience like for your team? How did you guys, and how did your players, you know, how, how was that whole experience for you guys? Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, I think, um, you know, COVID, I think for every coach that you talk to is just was a very challenging, uncharted territory area. Um, and again, I just I just go back, you know, just to the administration. You know, now we have Paula Smith and the way she handles it and lets us kind of play and lets us not think about it too much really, I think, helped in our success. You know, we didn't have any cases, no positives on our team. And we're able to really just lock in and, and try and make it as normal as possible. And I think that was a big attest to what, where how we got there. Um, the players itself, you know, we 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 haven't had a full roster yet. Um, we still don't. We finally do this year, but I think you know it wears on them. Back to back games. I think you know a lot of a lot of conferences ended up doing that, which was a smart move. Um, but I think it just wore on us towards the end. But um, a lot of experience, a lot of fun times. You know, injuries are, are, are have hit us the last couple of years, um, especially that, that third year uh, hit us pretty hard. But, we're, but we battled, I think, uh, a test to my team. They, they don't give up and, you know, next person up. And I think they, they, they really they really believe in that. So, um, yeah, championship game was a little disappointing. Uh, but getting there was, was um, a big test to our, our fight. Looking back now as you head into year six, is there a particular area or a way that you have felt that you have adjusted, changed, I don't know, whatever adjective you want to use, um, but in terms of, you know, how you were year one as a head coach now going into year six, is there is there a way or a place you've grown the most or you know, changed your mind about things or go about doing anything differently? Yeah, I think, um, 
I think patience is, is probably something that we, we all start developing when we're older. I get former players that come back and tell me that I'm the softest coach I've ever met. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty tough, but maybe I'm not anymore. I don't know. You know, but like, I think as, as I think Coach Shaq went through the same thing too. I remember some former players would come over and they're like, man, is he okay? I'm like, man, he's intense. You know, and they're like, no, he's not even close. So I think it is, and I call Coach Shaq, I'm like, I think he's just, age that gets us a little softer a little more patience uh, but you do get wiser you know the older do get wiser i think and i think the more experience you do this the longer you spend coaching you you learn you, you continually learn you're continually growing um and for me it's really just assess, uh, assessing and seeing what we have you know you talked about when we dropped down and still finished second you know we lost almost six players that year and three of them were starters and so we had to completely change the offense you know, to tailor to what we had. Sure. And so I think for me, it's, I don't know if I would have done that previous years, you know, but I think now it's just, it's just really just kind of finding our niche. We still want to stay in the philosophy of what I like to play fast, obviously the West coast basketball. Um, but there are times where we do have to be smart, you know? And so I think for me, it really is just patience and understanding. And, you know, I, I really do, um, take this seriously. And I really do take this. I do listen to my players. You know, I don't recruit them to be robots. I recruit them to have a, a relationship with my point guards and I have conversations about what they see. And I'm willing, you know, I'm willing to take risks with them to see what they want to do too. So um, I take pride in being a player's coach. I take pride in understanding um, them too. And, and there's, there's a compromise majority of the time mm-hmm. for fourth quarter of mine. But like, you know, but like I think that it is, uh, it is important to also make them grow and be leaders and also make decisions too, as well as, I mean, I don't think anybody can compete with my staff. You know, we're all former D1 players ourselves and all of my staff, including my double has been to the tournament. So I think we, that also is a big reason to my success is just having such um, winners around me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, well, if you don't mind, give us a, a peek into into this year. I know, obviously, COVID is is still a, a thing that is obviously alive and and well. But as we try and cross our fingers to have a normal quote unquote season and maybe some non conference right. games, uh, how how are you good? How are you guys feeling uh, leading into this year? And again, hopefully, a full normal season. Yeah, f- feeling good. Uh, we signed five five players um, coming in, a freshman again. Um, I feel good about them. I think they they all came in. I think because a lot of them have like, obviously a very short season um, due to high school, and some of them didn't have one at all. So they were pumped to get here in summer session one, and, and was able to work out here and kind of get together. And so I think that's really paid off so far. Um, and then you know just the returners, they're all back. Still, some of them are still freshmen, you know, which I think is great because yep. they don't like to be called that. Um, <laughs> and then we have, you know, other older ones too. But I just think it's it's good for them. I think the appreciation and the gratefulness of being able to kind of potentially have a full season um, is exciting for us. Um, and I think it's exciting for everyone in this in this um, in the NCAA just to be able to have a full season, you know. Um, but I think the the players that have returned and, and that are and have come in do have an appreciation and, and for them staying it is more for the love and, and understanding of what we want to do together and so that's exciting for me um it, it is hard to build a culture it, culture is such a big word and everyone says they have a great culture but defining it you know i'm still trying to find that definition for me you know i don't know if we quite have that definition but we're getting to where we want to be 
Um, and so I'm excited for that too. Um, how good are we going to be? Who knows? Everybody in this conference, this is a great conference. It, coaches here are phenomenal the way they coach and adjust as well. It keeps me on my toes. Um, and then the transfer rule, who know? I don't know really what everybody has either um, uh, of who's going to play. Cause everyone can play right away. There's no sit outs. Sure. Sure. So it's going to be a tough one, I think. I think it's going to be competitive. I love it. I, I, every coach in this conference just gets better every year. It's a tougher and tougher um, year. Yeah. Um, have this is a, this is an important question, okay? So I, I want to make sure to, to set you up well. But I mean, have you ever imagined working at a school with a cooler mascot than the anteaters? <laughs> we have the coolest dude in the world. The anteater is very, very interesting. So, um, they, they originally sold us, told us once somebody in the I can't tell, remember who it was, said, Oh, you're part of the bear family. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, the end, part of the bear family. I'm like, wait, 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 no, we're part of the sloth family. What are you talking about? <laughs> like we're the sloths. <laughs> so, um, and we zotted up like crazy, man. Like they make weird noises and, um, it was developed in the sixties is that just tells you anything in California in the 60s. <laughs> sure. and athletics had nothing to do with it. It had all the people that are having a great time in the sixties decided to vote on an anteater. So we are through and through we're eating it. We're, we're, we're zotting it up all the time. It's great. I mean, no, no recruit can ever forget that. Right. That's an easy, yes. easy sell. And we, yeah, well, I mean, we blast that anteater on our sweatshirts like crazy, man. We we embrace it. Absolutely. We love it. Good for you. I, I would do the same thing. That's good. Um, well, I'll, I will get you out of here on this one. Um, I always kind of like to leave it open-ended for, for you, but if there is, you know, one takeaway people could, you know, people that maybe this is the first time they've, you know, heard of you or heard of your program or thought about your program, like what's what's a takeaway? What would you want people to walk away knowing about you, about your program, just – Again, you take that however you want, but what would you want people to walk away knowing about you all? You know, I think if you if you watch us play, I think you I would hope that you would walk away going, man, they they compete, they're fun to watch. You know, like we 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 get after it. You know, we get after it pretty hard, and and um, yeah, I mean we're exciting. I think I think we're a fun team to watch. I don't don't we don't we don't run the traditional which. You know, Pete Newell Jr. and I battle quite a bit. He's been an awesome mentor as well. But he's a traditional, you know, three out, two in, get it inside, move around. We don't play that way. Um, and so I think for a traditional fan that wants to watch us, um, they're going to have a lot to say, say to me, but I love it. Let's banter all day long. Uh, but I would say, you know, we, we are exciting. I think I think the, the, you like the pace. We play at a high pace. We do play a little bit of the international ball, I think, is, is what I love to say that we do. Okay, I love it. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys compete this year and, and certainly will be rooting for you guys to you know, make it on top of that thing, get back to that championship and win it this time. But I, I, I appreciate you taking time for me, Coach, and, and sharing about your journey and just best of luck to you guys going forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks again to Coach for spending some time with us and sharing about our team. We'll be certainly watching with interest uh, to see what they do this season. Thank you for listening to The Jump Around Always, wherever you listen to it. Uh, if you can rank it, review it, all that kind of stuff that's helpful. You can find me on Twitter, always at Blake Dudonis. And until next time, this is The Jump Around.